Hello, and welcome again to Oscar Mike Radio. Oscar Mike Radio is about the military and veteran stories, happenings, the people that support us, and those who serve and continue to serve. My name is Travis, and welcome. A special show today, a lot of firsts. Um, I've had people on and talk about irreverent warriors before. That's the kind of the, the matter of this show, but this is my, my first Coast Guard active duty person Oscar Mike Radio ever. Mario Sima, welcome to Oscar Mike Radio. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Travis. No problem. No problem. It's, it's really, you know, I've done this for a while, like I said, and there's still first. I got a long ways to go. But we're, we're talking because back in what, January or December, we kind of connected over Irreverent Warriors and, you know, trying to, you know, understand how Reverend Warriors is active in Puerto Rico. So we, we got through COVID and now we're here. But before we get into the IW, tell us what you what you do in the military. Yeah, so um, active duty Coast Guard stationed in San Juan, Puerto Rico. Um, so what's different about the Coast Guard and the Navy is we don't have MOS, we have ratings. So my rating is a storekeeper and storekeeper is generally like supply logistics. Um, so here in Puerto Rico, that's basically what I do. So uh, uh, I make purchases for the government, so I support all the outlying Coast Guard units uh, on the West Coast and on the East Coast of Puerto Rico for all their operational necessities and stuff. So everything from toilet paper to bullets. That's it. Uh, yeah, bullets. That's uh, there's uh, we have gunners mates. They really run the armory side of the house, but we but generally, yeah, we support everybody, everything, everything they need. That's our job to make sure that they logistically have everything they got to do to do the mission. Now, how? How large a presence does the Coast Guard have down in uh, Puerto Rico? Because, I, excuse my ignorance, I, I wouldn't think that the, the Coast Guard operated in Puerto Rico. We sure do. Um, it's, it's a very, very large contingent. So we have an air station, a uh, giant air facility on the, on the West Coast. Um, and then a lot of our maritime assets are in San Juan, closer towards uh, the East Coast. But uh, yeah, the, the mission, really the big mission in Puerto Rico is a lot of counter narcotics. Um, a lot of that stuff's coming up through and, uh, it, also search and rescue is, is a big, big deal, but, uh, but, uh, maritime law enforcement is a big, big, big operational, uh, necessity here in Puerto Rico. Yeah. Fantastic. And I still go back to that crazy coastie who <laughs> jumped on the submarine, the middle of the ocean to, to get his guy i mean right. savage savage yeah and that was a big recruiting deal for for the coast guard for sure absolutely absolutely um know a couple of coasties myself they're good guys and you know some of us in the you know army air force marine corps kind of not that the redhead stepchild but I, I i know from experience and from just talking to them and, and you know looking at what the mission is for the coast guard it, it's it's no uh small deal what you all do yes so you're supporting uh puerto rico what's it like serving in puerto rico uh yeah it's uh it's different it's uh so puerto rico um as most of you all know it's it is part of the united states it's a territory so um it is the all the the people the locals that live here they're u.s citizens however as a territory it's a little bit different um the way that it kind of works but um yeah, it's, it's got a different feel. I mean, the weather is always nice. So uh, be, prior to being stationed here, I was in Connecticut. So uh, 
So in the winters, I was shoveling like six feet of snow and now I'm shoveling sand. So the, the weather is always amazing. So I can't complain about that. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a little bit different. Uh, the, the main language is Spanish. So um, unfortunately, I don't speak Spanish, uh, but you can generally get by. But it does kind of get like a feel like you're in a different country because you're we're, we're so isolated from the United States, kind of similar to, to Hawaii, where we're pretty far off. Um, it's a it's a different culture. Um, but it is an amazing, amazing thing. I, I, uh, I, I love being stationed here. In fact, I, I just picked up another three-year tour, so I'm here for another three years. We, we love Puerto Rico. The weather is amazing. The food is amazing. The culture, it's, it is amazing. We love it here. Uh, being stationed here is truly a blessing. Well, I, I live in New England, Mario, so I can commiserate with the winners. Yes. In fact, you know, last weekend from World Day weekend, it was like 38 degrees for the low. Yeah. In May. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's generally about 80s. Uh, it, if you can kind of see behind me, it's nice and it's nice and sunny behind me right now. Yeah. <laughs> so you're in Puerto Rico. You're serving right. active duty. You're in the Coast Guard. You've been in the Coast Guard for a while and you get connected with irreverent warriors. Now, how did all that come about? So, yeah, I was stationed at the Coast Guard Academy in New London, Connecticut, and a friend of mine, Doug Capazzi, he, uh, he was involved in Reverend Warriors, and he said, hey, man, I want you to come out. I got this hike on this Saturday. Um, it's going to be in Norwich. Come out. It's a bunch of active duty veterans. I'm going to be hiking around Norwich area. So I was like, okay, cool. I don't have anything going on Saturday. So I met up with him. He picked me up. As immediately as I showed up to the parking lot, I felt the energy. I knew that this was something I wanted to be a part of. I, I had never, never experienced anything like that before. And the camaraderie was like that immediately. Uh, and so we get on the hike and I remember being on the hike and meeting so many different veterans, either National Guard, Guardsmen, reservists, retirees, you name it. And the stories were super amazing. I can remember I kept seeing this one individual that, um, uh, to be honest with you, I, I thought he was, I thought he was homeless at first. And I immediately found out that he was a veteran and he goes on these hikes to cope with, with his, with his issues. And afterwards I was like, this is something I've got to be a part of. I got to be a part of this. And so the next year I, I got orders for San Juan, Puerto Rico. And unfortunately I missed the, the next uh, Norwich hike by like a month. In fact, when I got stationed here, your household goods in your car, it takes like a month or two to get, to get sent down here. So you're living in a hotel for a while. So we were living in this area called Condado, which is near San Juan. We were in a hotel, in a Hilton hotel for like two months. And I remember Doug FaceTiming me on the hike. And I was just like, man, I really wish I was on the hike. There was so much fun. So I made it my mission. When I got down here, I was hoping that there was a hike or there was an IW presence in Puerto Rico. And unfortunately, there's not. So shortly thereafter, I was like, we got to bring a Reverend Wars to Puerto Rico. Communications happen, lots of conversations. Um, Doug uh, gets me in contact with the president, the vice president of Reverend Warriors. And before I know it, we're greenlit for Puerto Rico. And so that was just about a year ago. Last May 19th, 18th or 19th was about the anniversary of when we started this process. And so um, yeah, that's essentially how it happened. The rest is history and we are go for 27 June. How's it been preparing for the hike with COVID-19 and all the challenges of just becoming a hike coordinator and laying out the logistics? 
it has been definitely challenging. Uh, COVID, the COVID restrictions have been very, very significant here in Puerto Rico. For obvious reasons in Puerto Rico, um, it's really isolated and the, um, the hospital structure is very, very, um, it's really fragile. So uh, the restrictions were very, very, very tight. Um, however, we still made our way through fundraising, organizing. Uh, We've uh, done an amazing job. I have an amazing team collaborating, putting this together. Uh, we in, Originally, we were supposed to have our first hike on January 31st. And what was iconic about it is we were going to be the first hike that was out of the States. And um, it was going to be the first hike of the year. However, um, we went into another, another complete lockdown prior to. So unfortunately, we had to move our hike um, to June. And there were some other hikes as well that had to get shifted forward as well when additional lockdowns were coming on another wave of coronavirus. But we've made our way through. But it was definitely challenging, I will say, very challenging during coronavirus. As you've gone through the process of, one, you got to become a hike coordinator and, and really you know, vet out with uh, IW to become a hike coordinator and to build those relationships with the people uh, in the city and the businesses who are going to be hiking by. What's that been like for you? Because, you know, you're not a native Puerto Rican. Right. So um, fortunately, um, another uh, Puerto, local Puerto Rican that I worked with, he, um, he was uh, pretty well connected and he, uh, he knew a lot of people. So um, meeting with the local government, with the local police, uh, firefighters and government officials. And I basically had to go to a lot of these officials, sit them down and explain who Reverend Warriors is, that we're a legitimate organization. Um, unfortunately, there's been a lot of nonprofits that have come to Puerto Rico and kind of abused the system. And so immediately they're kind of like, who, who are these people? So I had to break it down to them, um, translate a lot of stuff. I had my translator with me explaining to the local officials that we're legitimate. We are specifically for the veteran community and for, you know, Puerto Rican veterans, U.S. veterans. Uh, this is a great organization. Uh, we're legitimate. Uh, we want to have your support. So a lot of meeting with those government officials, meeting with them and, and letting them know that we're legitimate. Awesome. Awesome. So you're doing all this and you're getting ready to go. I, I guess the other thing is just how many veterans slash active duty service personnel are there in the Puerto Rico area? Um, so as far as active duty, uh, the two major military components that are in Puerto Rico is Coast Guard and Army. So uh, there is a significant Army base at Fort Buchanan, which is um, not far from, not about 10 minutes away from San Juan. It's in the Guaynabo area. There's a significant mil mil uh, Army presence there. Uh, the rest is National Guard, some reservists um, of all the other branches. Um, but veterans, uh, so according to the governor's activate for Puerto Rico, Puerto Rico has the highest per capita veterans out of any state. So and it, what I have found here in Puerto Rico is that there is a significant amount of veterans. So everybody you meet is either a veteran or their, their brother or sister or aunt or uncle is a veteran. It's very, very connected. There's a lot really? of veterans here. Correct. I, I have, I, every person I meet either is a veteran or has someone that is a veteran. So um, it's, it's very, very tight here. So um which is another reason that uh, it was a you know uh, embodiment for this mission to bring us to Puerto Rico is that they really really need that veteran support here in Puerto Rico, really really bad. Yeah, before we get into some of the high you know highlights, you know I was going to ask you what in Puerto Rico where some of the challenges that veterans face if there's that many. I, I had no idea that there was 
that then the numbers for Puerto Rico were that high. So where are the challenges that they face? Yeah, a lot of the challenges it's um, there are there are some veterans uh, groups like uh, VFW, American Legion. Um, in fact, actually, um, the Navy League of Vieques is one of our supporters. So so um, they're they're really cool. Vieques is an island that's an offshoot of Puerto Rico. It's a it's an island that's next to Puerto Rico. It part of Puerto Rico. But um, yeah, it's just um, just there's just just the challenges of being in Puerto Rico. And so to complement that as being a veteran and, you know, getting uh, getting a lot of that support is just is just difficult here. And uh, so I guess the way I can kind of explain it is in the States, like if you were in Connecticut, um, you're going to see a lot of American Legion VFWs. Uh, you don't see you don't see that here as much. You're not going to see a, a VFW American American Legion building on you know every corner or that kind of stuff. Um, they are here, uh, but it's just not as 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 profound as in the states. So uh, those veteran groups and those networks, those veteran support groups, really are needed here. So you have a lot of veterans to pull from, a lot of veterans you know looking for an outlet like this. Yeah. So what's been the response when you announced the hike? How did that go over in that community? Oh, they're surprised. So I'll do a lot of like, um, um, thankfully, uh, the Coast Guard Exchange has allowed me to to sit outside and kind of uh, uh, get get the information out. So I've been super, super su they've, uh, supportive of them and uh, sitting outside, meeting a lot of these uh these veterans, they're, they're like, wow, this is amazing. You know, I want to be a part of this. I want to, you know, I want to sign up and they're just, a lot of them don't know what a Reverend Warriors is. So it's amazing getting this exposure out to them and, you know, getting them to sign up. And, you know, ideally what would be amazing is, you know, every single year this hike comes back and these veterans grow and grow and grow and our, our numbers, uh, you know, expand. Great. Great. So you're, you're doing the hike. When's the hike? Uh, the hike is 27 June. Oh, that's not too far away. 22 days away as we're yeah. talking here early on a Saturday morning. So you're ramping up for that. And I got to ask, because I did the Nashville hike and it was my first hike. And I didn't realize, you know, I didn't think about it, that Nashville would have hills. Nashville <laughs> had a lot of hills. Um, how long is your hike? Uh, it's a little over six miles. Well, that's cool. Yeah. That's cool. Are you going to have stops along the way and, and, and little surprises for the people? Uh, uh, so unfortunately for this hike, we're not going to have like a lot of tradition. A lot of the hikes will have like uh, establishment stops, restaurants, that kind of stuff. Unfortunately, we we're not going to be allowed to do that this year. Maybe next year we'll be able to do something like that. Uh, but it's uh, we, we have a few designated checkpoint stops where you're going to stop, get some water, uh, take a break momentarily. Uh, but there's some super iconic places you're going to see. You're going to see the Capitolo. You're going to see the water, uh, the low road, the high road. A lot of the iconic uh, Puerto Rico stuff. We're starting at El Moro. El Moro is a Spanish castle that was built uh, prior to the United States um, taking Puerto Rico. It used to be a Spanish colony. So one of the castles is where we're starting and stopping. It's an iconic, iconic uh, place. So super, super neat. Um, but yeah, you'll see some really cool sites along the way. Awesome, awesome. So six miles, no big deal even for an old dude like me. And there's no excuse <laughs> to not go. Um, right. Can people still sign up for this hike? They or still you... can, correct. Still can sign. We encourage people to sign up. Unfortunately, uh, the hike shirts that closed, um, we have to give Eventbrite 
and the vendor enough time to make sure this stuff gets down here. But, uh, but yeah, uh, we encourage people get on, sign up. Um, uh, but uh, the, we had, we want to make sure that people are following uh, the COVID restrictions right now. So there still is some, some significant COVID restrictions. So um, really? if you go, yeah. So if you go onto our Facebook page, we've got a lot of that outlined on there. I've been putting it out through the Eventbrite email. So if you register, you're going to get emails and we're updating everybody on some of the restrictions that are going on. Well, that's fantastic. That's fantastic that you're able to, you know, pivot through COVID and adjust and, and deliver a great experience. And, you know, I'm sure you're going to have a, a lot of hikers there. Um, what should I expect? Like if I came from the U S and was flying down, you know, what would I expect when I, you know, rolled up, you know, Saturday morning for the hike? So uh, when you show up, what you're going to expect is you're going to expect, uh, we're going to be, you know, playing some music. Uh, you're going to expect to get registered through. We want to get people through relatively quick. Um, your as of right now, um, it could change, but right now uh, the government is requiring, even if you're vaccinated to hike, you have to have a negative COVID test within 72 hours. So what will happen is, is you're going to go through a COVID choke, choke point. Uh, we're going to make sure that you actually did register. Uh, we're going to verify some of the uh, COVID tests. And then you're going to go into El Moro, uh, momentarily hang out. Uh, we're going to play the national anthem, uh, Puerto Rico national anthem. Um, and then we're going to step off at uh, 07, 07 stepping off and then hiking six miles. And like I said, we'll have some checkpoints. So you'll uh, take some, some brief momentary breaks. You'll see some iconic, cool places. And uh, we're, we're, we're in small groups, so we have to socially distance. So as of right now, it's going to be groups of 20. So there'll be a group of 20 people will take off, wait a couple minutes, and the next group goes. Yeah, that's kind of how Nashville worked. Uh, it, yeah. it was, you know, stage groups, about 20, 25, and it's about a, about a two-minute, you know, lag time between groups. It worked out real well. Yeah. Well, awesome. Now, and I was going to ask, too, has have you been able to, you know, work with uh, – coordinators from the u.s to kind of help you get started in puerto rico yeah so there are some coordinators uh doug Apazi, he he's a he's a local coordinator district and a national he's going to be coming down uh there i believe there are some other coordinators going to come down they're going to give us uh give us a hand as well um generally um anybody in iw leadership if we show up to a hike it's expected that you're going to be assisting so so we we help each other out so if you're if you're in iw leadership and you're coming down we're putting you to work. <laughs> nice. Nice. Yeah. Well, this, this just sounds very amazing how you've taken this and ran with this. And so I kind of, you know, was curious, how has this process, and you haven't done the hike yet, but how has going through this changed you or impacted your, your life in military service? Oh, it, it definitely, um, it, it, it's, it, it is like a second job to me, but it's so, so validating. It makes me feel so good that I'm doing something. I'm, I'm doing something for Puerto Rico. Like I said before, um, there, you know, a, a lot of the veterans here need that support. There's, there's not as much as maybe as if you were in Connecticut or New England. And so it makes me feel good that I'm only going to be here for a short time, but I've done something. I've changed someone's life. I know that on this hike that just maybe, maybe I'm going to change one person's life. I'm going to save one person's life. And that maybe a couple of veterans are going to network, make really good friends and long lasting friends and prevent somebody from doing something horrendously terrible. So, um, you know, it's, it's, it's positive vibes. It's good stuff. It makes you feel really good. 
that it's a lot of work. Uh, I'm not going to lie. It's stressful. It's very stressful. All of our coordinators, it's, it's hard putting anything together, but, but it is so fulfilling and makes you feel good. And that, you know, maybe, you know, I'm going to transfer out of here someday. Um, and I'll come back 10 years later on vacation and see the, the hike that we started 10 years ago. So that's fulfilling. and makes me feel good that I've changed and positively changed veterans and active duty reservists, national guard retirees lives. It's a really interesting point. I never thought about that because a lot of the coordinators I've talked to in the past got out of the military. They put down roots in their, in their hike town, if you will. Right. And they're planning on growing this there at a stack location. Right. You know, you're right. You, there's very likely that you will, you know, you're going to transfer out of, out yeah. of the station, go somewhere else. We'll be able to come back, you know, five, 10 years later and see yeah. what, what you started. That's going to be a very interesting feeling. Yeah. Yeah. In the, in, Ideally, I'd like, I would like to give it to somebody that's going to be here for a while. So it's, it's as coordinators, when we're, if we're leaving, you know, it's very important that we're passing, passing that torch to the right person, because you want this to continue every year. You want veterans to have this, this network uh, to get together. Awesome. Awesome. So the hike is June 27th. Correct. All right. And zero seven step off time. Yep. All the, all the information is on the Facebook page and Eventbrite page. Yeah. So we, yeah, we highly recommend everybody go to IWPR, um, request it. Um, there'll be a couple of questions we want to validate, you know, you're actually legit. We'll uh, let you in. Um, but the Eventbrite page, uh, page, you can go on to Reverend Warriors events, uh, scroll down to Puerto Rico, click on Puerto Rico. That's the Eventbrite page. So um, you have to register to, to be on the hike, but Event by page, make sure you register, but follow our, um, our Facebook group. A lot of the information gets posted out there. So a lot of good stuff about hotels, uh, updated COVID restrictions, executive orders, what to expect, that kind of stuff. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Mario, it has been great talking with you. Um, you know, I've, I've talked to coordinators who've done this for a while, right. a couple of new ones. Uh, this again, ladies and gentlemen, this is a first for me, my first active duty coast guard personnel ever and i didn't know that we had a station in puerto rico i also didn't know we had a station in memphis tennessee you know i'm driving with brian walker in the vfw and he's like yeah the coast guard's right over there i'm like what's the coast guard doing inland anyway um yeah. just really a, a special uh branch of uh, our, our defense network and um i'm excited to see how puerto rico goes and the shirts ladies and gentlemen are fire like like <laughs> I gotta tell you, I think you brought the, I, I think, I think you're, I think you've sucked up your game versus uh, Tennessee and he's going to be mad at me, but uh, I think that's the case. <laughs> but, but, but seriously, I think your desire to do stuff for veterans is going to pay dividends, you know, down the road. And, and, you know, I, I've, I've been, it's been great talking with you. Awesome. Thank you very much. Well, ladies and gentlemen, as we say in Oscar Mike Radio, we are mission in flight. Uh, it's all going to go in flight on the 27th. I want to thank Mario, Chief Petty Officer in the Coast Guard, for talking with me. And, sir, I'm going to call you, sir. <laughs> a savage day. Yeah, all right. <laughs> <laughs>